You are listening to LDS and Loving Life, episode 22, Shame Healing. Are you a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and sometimes feel overburdened, discouraged, and generally not as happy as you'd like to be? If so, welcome. I'm Jordana Thiessen. I am a lifelong member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and a certified life coach. I am here to help you use the gospel in the way that I believe it is meant to be used, to bring you joy. Let go of limiting beliefs that bring you down, and welcome empowering beliefs that lift you up. I'm so excited you're here. Hello, everybody. I hope that you are really enjoying your summer and that you are having beautiful weather. I know I have really been enjoying my summer and having the kids home sometimes is a challenge for me but we are also having so much fun. Today I want to talk a little bit about shame and how we can heal from shame or overcome shame. Shame is one of those things I know I have talked about it already but I think it's worth talking about again because I think we are all going to feel shame many times in our lives, even when we start doing the work of becoming more aware of what we are thinking and learning how to process our feelings in a healthy way, we are still going to experience shame. Shame is something that we can call dirty pain. If we look at pain as there's clean pain and dirty pain, clean pain is the type of pain that is appropriate to feel and that that we want to be able to feel, right? So that's sadness at the loss of a loved one. It's guilt for having done something that we know is not in alignment with our best selves or Um, with the commandment that we are capable of keeping. Uh, Clean pain would be something like um, even feeling fear, right? It's not that it's fun, but it's it's something that we can feel, right? If you're in a situation where, where fear is appropriate, right? I'm not talking about anxiety. That would actually be another example of a dirty pain. But shame is a dirty pain. It's And what I mean by dirty pain is it's not a pain that is useful. It's not a pain that um, really has a a great purpose in in our progression. So it's, it's closely related to guilt. And so I'm going to use guilt and shame together to, to teach what the difference is. So guilt, that clean pain, is I have taken an action that was unkind towards another person or I, I made a choice that I know was, was wrong in relation to the commandments of God, right? Or with the type of thing that I want to be doing, right? So it's... it's that that guilt, that pain for the action, maybe what the action did, right? 
Whereas shame goes right to your, your opinion about yourself, right? It's, I'm a bad person. I made this choice and so I'm a bad person. I didn't do this action, so something must be wrong with me. So that clean pain of guilt is, okay, the old, <laughs> the old seminary movie song is coming to mind where it's talking about godly sorrow, actually, where it says, um, sorrow for my sin. So it's, it's focused on a particular thing that wasn't done in alignment with who you are and who you want to be, whereas shame is not focused on the action. It's really focused on yourself as a person. And so in the self-coaching model, shame is going to fit really well as the feeling, as the emotion, okay? And remember that our actions are driven or fueled by our emotions. And so when our emotion is shame, what kinds of actions does that create? If you want to pause the podcast and take a minute to write down what kinds of actions or inactions shame leads you to do, it would be interesting to see how much they line up. Or you can just listen and then go do a model for yourself to see um, if you can see some of this coming true in your own life. Shame often leads us to the action of hiding, whether it be physically hiding, right? Like hiding your phone or going into your room. So that also can be withdrawing. So hiding or withdrawing, keeping secret and talking really down to yourself, right? All of the thoughts going through your mind. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm a terrible person. I'm not worthy of love. Everyone will hate me if they find this thing out about me. Everyone's going to judge me. No one will like me right? Just really heavy down hard on yourself. And so another action that we will do when we're feeling shame uh, or that we can do that can be pretty common is that we try to repress it or ignore that shame. And so this looks like buffering that outside of us, an action outside of us to try to feel better. So that could look like mindless eating. It could look like scrolling on social media, watching all of the reels it could be watching TV, it could be reading excessively, it could even be working, giving yourself so much to do that you can't allow yourself to recognize and feel the shame that you're feeling. Another thing that uh, shame might lead you to do, your action is to, to justify or excuse yourself for the actions that you have taken where this shame is around and so that could look a lot like blaming others or the situation right like well if this person hadn't done this thing then I wouldn't have done this other thing so that's what justifying looks like and it can also look like comparing yourself to others in a way where what you're doing isn't as bad as another person right well at least I'm not insert whatever it is, right? <laughs> Whether it be, well, at least I'm not spanking my kids or at least I'm not cheating on my spouse. At least I'm not 
going out and drinking on Sundays, right? Like we look for ways where we can justify what we're doing by comparing ourselves to others who we are judging as being worse than we are. Um, And so those are some really common things that we can do, our actions, when we're feeling shame. And this, this could go either in the result line or the action line. I'm thinking of it more as, as an action, but when you're feeling shame, you're really likely to stop taking action towards fulfilling a goal that you have for yourself or to at least stop taking effective action. And so what I mean by this is if you, if you start doing something where Um, where you're really pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone, you can easily start to feel shame in telling yourself that I'm not good enough. Maybe it's I'm an imposter. No one's going to care. There's no way I can succeed at this. And so those those, um, thoughts that shame helps to spawn, they just really contribute to to us taking less effective action and eventually even stopping our action if we stay there in shame. So hopefully you can see how how feeling shame doesn't have any useful purpose. It it really is just a downward spiral. It keeps you stuck. It keeps you alone, it keeps you down, it keeps you secretive. And when we're looking at um, just our, our potential that we have eternally and our knowledge of the scriptures, shame really is, is that tool that Satan uses to keep us from progressing and from becoming like our Heavenly Father. And that's exactly what what Satan wants, right? And so then when I find, I find this so helpful, when I can remember that God's entire purpose and plan is for me to become like him and to have the joy that he has and all of the blessings and abilities and power and glory, all of those things when I remember that's what he wants for me, it's really clear to see how shame is not going to help get me there. So what can we do? What can you do to get unstuck, to heal from this shame? And I'm not going to say, learn how to not feel shame for the rest of your life, because I don't think we'll stop feeling shame <laughs> in in our lives, but we can develop the ability, the muscle, the the practice to recognize when we feel shame and then how to move through it. Because when we try to repress it or ignore it, we don't get through the shame. It's just building up inside of us and still causing problems because we're still having all of those beliefs. So the biggest help that I think 
is, is the first step. And I think the first step is so often going to be the hardest step in anything that we do. Shame wants us to stay small and secret and alone. And the first thing that we need to do to, to heal from shame is admit Admit what we've done or what we're doing or what we're thinking, what we're believing. Whatever that thing is that you are ashamed of, you first have to admit that it's going on for you. Whether that be an addiction, whether that or, yeah, so like things like addictions or actions. I remember when I first went to a life coach, I was really scared to say some of the things that I was doing because at that time I had a lot of shame around it and I thought social services will have to come take my kids away if I say what I'm doing, which wasn't true. (laughs) It really wasn't true, but that's just really how it felt for me. And so I remember it taking so much courage to tell my life coach my my actions right but it was so necessary for her to help me to see the thoughts and feelings that I was experiencing that led to those actions and as I gained that understanding then I was able to grow from it and so admitting confessing owning up to whatever the thing is that you are feeling shame around It can be so, so hard. But I promise you that it absolutely 100% will be helpful. And do you know who you need to admit it to first? Yourself. You first have to admit to yourself the thing that you are feeling shameful around. And when you admit it to yourself... You admit it to God, but you can more formally go and admit it to him through prayer. And then, as needed, you can admit it to others, whether it be a priesthood leader in the repentance process or as you are talking with, whether it be a life coach or a therapist or just Talking with other people who are struggling, admitting, hey, yeah, this is a thing that I have struggled with or that I do struggle with, right? If it's, if it's helpful to admit it to others, whether for yourself or for them, that is part of healing. But you first have to admit it to yourself and admit it to God. And then you can know. You can know for yourself if or when to admit own up to it, confess it to others. And as I was preparing for this podcast, I was thinking about um, that Mr. Rogers movie that came out a few years ago now. And so I went and I found, found this quote. I thought, oh, this is just so true, so perfect. So Mr. Rogers said, anything that's human is mentionable. Anything that's mentionable can be more manageable. When we talk about our feelings, they become less overwhelming. 
less upsetting, and less scary. Isn't that so beautiful? I will tell you, shame is human. It is so, so human. Um, Dr. Jennifer Finlayson Fife, um, she she's a really wonderful person. I love listening to her podcasts, but she often talks about the human condition. And I just think that phrase is so interesting, the human condition. We are divine beings and we have a condition right now called humanness, <laughs> called, morta- called mortal. And in this condition, one of the things that we experience is shame. And we can own up to it that we feel shame. We can own up to the things that we feel shame around, the things that we've done where we feel shame. And as we recognize that that is a human thing to feel shame, then we can talk about it. And when we talk about it, we can learn how to manage it. We can learn how to work through it. We can learn how to process it. And so that Mr. Rogers quote actually leads in really nicely to, I think, um, the next step, which is curiosity. Um, So as much as shame is not useful in and of itself, we can then use shame as a catalyst to become curious about ourselves and to learn more about ourselves, to discover why was I driven to do this thing? Why am I feeling shame around it? What do I believe is so wrong about it? What do I believe would be better to be doing and why? Right, And so just being really curious about it And then, as we are curious about it, we are open up, are naturally opened up to seeing new possibilities. But I just really, really, really wanted to focus on the importance of of first admitting to yourself what it is you're feeling shame around. And practice and I will say practice because it is a skill and we can't always do it right away but practice letting go of the shame practice just recognizing that you are doing something or have done something that causes you to feel shame and then you can take it to the Lord and or to a professional and you can get help with that curiosity and then being open to new possibilities. I experience shame. I think a lot of people who are listening to this know me as a person. I'm not just like, oh, that life coach who does the podcast. Like I think most people who are listening who are listening know who I am. So you probably don't have any any thoughts about me that make me (laughs) better than I am. (laughs) But I just want to let you know that I feel shame. And I'm not perfect at this um, process of, of opening up to it and to admitting it. Yeah, admitting. I thought I said it wrong. Admitting it to myself and then being curious about it. I'm not always great at that. There's a lot of times that I'm not. 
I think that's part of the human condition, <laughs> right? I'm still exercising this muscle, this ability to work through shame. But I do absolutely know that we can learn from anything and everything that we experience. And for me, that eternal perspective that the Lord wants the best for me and I have the potential to become like him helps me to see that shame is not his game plan for me and it's not his game plan for you. If you have any questions, reach out to me and share this episode with others and I will talk to you later. Have a great week. Thanks for joining me today. If you found this episode helpful or interesting in any way, I would love for you to share it with others. Rate it and leave a review. I offer one-on-one coaching for people just like you. If you want a coach who values and understands how important your faith is in dealing with your personal struggles, I would love to be your coach. You can sign up for a try-it-out session today at 